0: Halloween forever
1: You guys know when about uh, uh, getting a suntan became popular. you ever read about that when, when suntans became popular? No, Brian. No. When did no. Sundance become popular? Yeah, well, experts say it was sometime during the Bronze Age. Ugh. Welcome, <laughs> boys and girls, <laughs> to a very fucking special little mini-zone of Halloween's forever. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. <laughs> hey, who that boy is lurking around over there? Who, who's that? Who am I seeing? The
2: us go, guys.
1: That's a, is that our old friend Brandon back again? oh welcome brandon thanks for joining us again Seems like
2: i was just here
1: i know well (laughs) listen that's what happens when to the victor go the spoils you come to rub it in our face guys before you get on me too hard about that joke there was a reason why i why i picked that one um guys that's a cliff clavin joke uh from cheers Um, uh and 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 we are talking a little hint biggest hint Read the fucking episode you clicked on in the podcast app. But if you didn't, and this just automatically came up for you, uh, that's a little hint as to what movie we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about from the year of our Lord, 1987, House 2, colon, the second story, the most unnecessary subtitle of all time Um,
3: I say it's the
1: most necessary sequels are a second story kind of like
3: the word play
1: (laughs) I guess I guess um anyway this is a you know quote unquote I'll say punishment episode from Brandon for those of you are just catching up me and Steve been been getting our shit kicked lately we just been getting just just waffle stomped on the regular over here two months in a row both November and December. We lost uh, showdowns to the guests. Uh, Brandon um, uh, was kind enough to come back on and talk about the movie that he that he uh, handed down to us as punishment. Um, So we spread it out a little bit. But uh, this was this was Brandon's choice. Uh, I don't know if I should call it a punishment movie. I I enjoy this movie. Brandon, what what made you pick this one?
2: Uh, So I picked this as a quote punishment movie because mm-hmm. it is one of the most wackadoodle movies I've ever seen in my life it's uh, a wacky one the plot is up. pure chaos if you try to make sense of it if you want character development and plot mm-hmm. and story mm-hmm. and it it's it is going to be torture for you mm-hmm. but if you just roll with it man it's it's fucking wacky it's a fun house right it
1: it's a it's a it's a whole mix em up it's a whole it's a whole wacky mix them up um and and we'll get into it i enjoyed it a lot steve I, i've seen, assume you've seen this one before
3: yeah i i have not made it to house three or house four yet but i have not either just, I, yeah I, I was i was very aware of how silly this one is and it's just like uh, i mean like brandon was saying it's just a silly wacky movie it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a punishment but like when else would we do this movie on <laughs> the show true it's yeah, not yet yeah. it's It's not so good it would win any of our showdowns, Mm
1: -hmm. but
3: it's also older, so it's not relevant to bring up. And so you would have you just kind of have to take it as a punishment. But it's not a true punishment because it's like, Mm. hey, it's it's silly times. Everybody, we're going to watch a fucking live action Looney Tunes cartoon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Looney Tunes. I think I put the phrase Looney Tunes in my in my notes several times. Yeah, this is like taking your medicine, but your medicine is that yummy grape diamond tap. So you kind of like it? Ooh! Um,
3: bubblegum amoxicillin?
1: No, no, don't uh. say that. That's disgusting. Uh. You're the you're the only trash bird who likes that. <laughs> All we, the rest of us only like Tap. Uh bubblegum. Actually, I don't hate bubblegum. Anything that was chalky, the chalkiness of that was a problem for me. Yeah, I, I guess you guys just got the bad bugs. ones. And I knew there were little bugs growing in it even when I was a little kid. I knew what <laughs> antibiotics were
3: um but then you then you grew up to be a person who brews little bugs you guess.
1: yeah 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 but those those are um <laughs> yeah i don't know They're, those don't make things no. <laughs> those aren't bubblegum flavored you like bubblegum flavored beer too let's see there's a through line here mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
1: anyway guys let's get a couple of things out of the way before we get into this sons of bitchin episode first of all <clears throat> if you're a fan of the show you should be following us on the social media. It's at Halloween's forever on all the various social media outlets. Also, if you're a fan of the show, you should probably be following Brandon as well. Brandon, you're a, you're a paperback writer over on the old Instagram, right? Yeah,
0: and you
2: know, I still have my, uh, my I guess, X account. Uh, mm. It's still there. And it's at Brandon underscore gets over on, yeah. over on that business.
1: Over on the business, it's still happening. Check them out over there. And if you haven't done it already, this will be the goddamn about fourth time I told you. And this is the last time I told you. Otherwise, you're getting the back of my hand. All right. Go buy Brandon's book. Go check out uh the, the one I just read not too terribly long ago. Actually, it was when it came out. So it was what a year ago, two years ago now. Um, is uh stop me if you've heard this one before. Was that last year or two years ago that came out?
2: it was last it was 2022 so yeah, yeah.
1: so technically Oops. last year coming up on two years yeah all right so my, <laughs> my brain feels, yeah. my brain's not as as broke as i feared it was <laughs> but you should go out and check out that book also uh, uh another book uh, of yours i have read that i really enjoyed uh lars breaks face uh uh werewolf in space super fun book uh brandon as always, uh, we've said a thousand times, go buy his books. Fantastic, uh, fun uh, author and whore um, and, and nerd. So uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and chatting up with us again and and bestowing upon us this bonkers ass movie. Um, one thing I got to remember to say as well, if you haven't been hanging around and hearing what's been going on over here on the podcast, you should know we got a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. As you might expect, you go over there. Got a couple of different tiers you can subscribe at first tier, fuck that tier don't worry about that tier don't worry about that little guy go over to the to the five dollar tier that's where you get the real good business that's where you get access to the discord so you can sit in here and listen to us record you can ask us questions you can interact with us and stuff like that while we're recording get episodes early um you get a bunch of little extra goodies that steve will post over there from time to time and you get our exclusive Patreon uh, uh, only podcast, uh, and that some bitch is called "Family Is Forever." And Steve makes me watch all the fucking Fast and the Furious movies. Um, and we're, yes, we're pretty far along here. We got to get we got to get going because we're going to record the uh, the seventh one right coming up here pretty damn quick. Um, yeah, not looking forward to that. But I have been promised that it's the last <laughs> last one in which for the um filming of Paul Walker was alive. So I am I am kind of happy about that we're getting to that point in the franchise here. Uh anyway, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. The movies are fucking awful, but talking about them is a lot of fun. It makes me
3: laugh and it makes Brian insane. <laughs> but Brian also laughs sometimes too. I so. laugh at the recordings. <laughs> I don't
1: laugh while I'm watching the movies. I genuinely hate them and I am no. counting the minutes yeah. until they're over. Um okay now we got all that stuff out of the way let's talk about some beers we might be drinking here steve steve what are you what are you sipping on over there anything fun
3: yeah i got some it's a fucking hodgepodge mishmash of words yeah. that you're not going to be super happy about
1: can i guess can i guess can i get three guesses yeah, and see ahead. if i take- can get one of them
3: yeah go ahead take it take a guess to see if you can grab one of the hodgepodge words in this fucking okay. description
1: first of all I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with a safe one right off the bat sour wrong no not a sour okay Mm-mm. marshmallow no, no in marshmallow is not a marshmallow either is it a fruit is there a fruit in there no no fruits jesus christ almighty um i'm really off Chocolate covered raisins. I don't fucking know. What 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 are you drinking on over here? I'm striking out. <laughs> not,
3: not yeah, not terribly close, but not. Yeah, I mean you're ballparking. I guess maybe, <laughs> but, uh, from Fatheads, mm-hmm. this is their barrel aged doppelbach beer. Oh yeah, okay. That is it's aged in bullet rye barrels. Oh. What did you? But also did you drink sin- this
1: one, or this was a this a different variant on the one you drank before?
3: Different variant. Gotcha. Because yeah. uh, the other one I drank was uh, an old-fashioned style one. That's in right. In bullet barrels. That's right. This one is r- in rye barrel, but it's cinnamon toast inspired.
1: Sure. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that sounds... <laughs> it's... <laughs> cinnamon toast doppelbock. Just as the Rheinheidschkebutt suggested.
3: Yeah. I mean, it smells like fucking Cinnabon. hmm And it is... Ten point three percent. So yeah.
1: You're getting <laughs> I, after it. It's yeah, I'm getting after it. It's punishment episode, God drink pig. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go after <laughs> it. I'll uh, tell you that that's a quite a contrast from what I'm drinking. But but Brandon, why don't you tell us what you if you you got anything over there you're sipping on? Yes,
2: I do. What do you got? So I am drinking the Greenfield Ghoul. Ooh. By Necromancer yeah. Brewing with uh, yeah. a label designed by alternate histories who's uh, got a shop right here in greenfield uh it's a little intense for me it's not usually what I, I go about drinking um <laughs> it's an Imperial uh, uh, double red Ipa um I think it's like nine percent uh it seemed appropriate for the evening so yeah it does. <laughs> no, it, it does it is very tasty it's just like it's it's a lot
1: it's a it's a yeah. it's a big boy it's a big boy wasn't
3: yeah. uh wasn't that a release they put out to kind of commemorate the opening of like their new space?
2: Yeah, so that's going to be right down the street for me. Uh, however, it, it's not open yet; they're still working on it. Uh, I oh, okay. think they were shooting for like a fall winter opening out there yet, but very excited because we don't have too much in this neighborhood, so mm. that's going to be cool. <laughs>
3: nice. Wasn't they wasn't that the old Huffs place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
2: Taking
1: that space. Oh, yeah, I used to work there. I used to work there back in the day. I'd get out of town. Yeah. Copper Kettle Brewing Company. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's
2: now uh, a cider place just opened up in that space, I think.
1: Is it? Yeah, that was mm. my first. That was my first like full time uh, brewing gig there when they were doing the brew on premises and all that wild stuff over there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was probably. That
2: was before, before my time.
1: Yeah, that was like (laughs) 2011, 2010. Um, So that was well over a decade ago at this point. It's it's kind of wild to say, but yes, that was well over a decade ago. In any case, guys, here, I'll show you what I'm drinking, right? I got this here. And inside this, you can't see, really. (laughs) But I just got four fucking Miller Lights in this ice bucket. (laughs) And I'm just going right to get them into my body and then for that alcohol that's in the beer to get into my blood and then to affect my nervous system in some capacity. That's what I'm looking to accomplish right now.
3: For for those of you not on the Discord, mm-hmm. what Brian held up to the camera was essentially a busted-ass Folgers
1: can full no. <laughs> of ice and Miller lights. <laughs> it's an ice bucket. It's an ice bucket. Look, it's a oh. fancy decorative ice bucket. Um, but yes, it's oh, approximately okay. that size. Some-
3: some something, something on the light. It looked like a it looked like a Miller coffee Or it <laughs> looked just, like a Folger's coffee I just can.
1: emptied a bunch of screws and nails out of it in the garage and just put some yeah. fucking beers in it. That would have been That's cool. That's exactly
3: what I thought it was. I thought it was like your garage beer tender.
1: <laughs> that would have been cooler. Um, but yeah, I uh yeah, I I don't have a ton of, of good beer in the house right now. I've been like drinking on stouts and sours recently around the holidays. So I was like, I don't want that. And like I said, I just need some beers in me because I had a mother of a week you guys stressful hmm. busy wacky um crazy and and here i am uh, uh sitting here um with killer clowns from outer space on in the background slugging on some beers as fast <laughs> as i can and uh and talking horror with with these uh these lovely gentlemen so that's where i'm at right now in my life so we got the beers out of the way. Uh, we got one other thing we got to do before we get into this movie. Guys, we have a, a showdown episode topic uh, to announce. This is going to be the February, February showdown episode. Um, that'll be the first Monday there in in the, the wonderful month of February. Um, reminding y'all what you had to vote on over on the social medias again if you want to help us vote on these things if you want to provide suggestions for showdown episodes if you want to just you know see some fucking spooky shit on the internet you got to get over there follow us so you can help us out uh, and vote on these topics again um the topics for february that were up for grabs were two kind of similar ones and honestly uh, uh pretty interesting um that we have uh That we have Brandon on here as well, because he uh, being an author himself, um, kind of a coincidence that we actually had two literary topics on the uh, potential February uh, or or on the February uh, ballot here. So we had Stephen King adaptations. We also had just generally horror novel adaptations. And then we had musical horror, which is to say could be an actual musical with musical numbers in it like musical theater type thing or it could just be something that was you know broadly uh had, had musical themes to it right mm, probably not a surprise here the topic that ran away with the voting for uh for february is going to be it's stephen king adaptations guys this one's been on the on the wheel for a while i'm really surprised it hasn't hasn't gotten picked already so uh so we'll start talking about stephen king adaptations i think one thing we talked about stephen just to touch base make sure we're still on the same page here we're thinking that the shining we're gonna we're gonna leave that off the board we're gonna we're gonna call meg roll on that is that accurate yeah
3: yeah no shining that one's way too it's just way too good like think of another think of another stephen king movie that you think is better than the shining yeah and you're probably wrong yeah the (laughs) only way i would the only one I would do is literally just maximum overdrive as a goof, but we already did that movie
1: in the past, so that's already off the table, right? And and I'm yeah. trying to think: are yeah. there other Stephen King movies that are off the table for us? I have one I in so. my head that that I really that like I'm is my a number one pick, which I'm not going to say mm-hmm. obviously, um, but I am going to obviously have some backups. And I'm just thinking: what other ones have we done? I don't know if we actually have done any. We we certainly have talked about them. But I don't know if we've actually done episodes on. Did we do Creep
3: Show Two as an episode?
1: Buh, we talked about Creep Show Two when I, I met the director. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, we just we just talked about it on an episode. Yeah, because I, I had a little yeah. chit
1: chat with the director. Um yeah, but I don't, I don't know if we've actually talked about hmm. I don't know. No, we
3: really haven't. I'm I'm looking through the list right now, and like we really haven't touched on any of them, with the exception. Mm-hmm of that god-awful 2020 children of the corn
1: oh yeah we're not fun no one's picking that some bitch anyway right so no. oh no no that was a, But that, i mean that no one's,
3: was yeah no one's was picking the original shit. or yeah. that no
1: no or that but yeah so uh so uh, and dan just called out the myths on here so it could be short stories it could be novels it doesn't have to be you know stephen king novels it could be short stories it could be whatever like yeah. like in night shift alone there's i think there's about Every damn story in Night Shift's got a movie adaptation almost at this point. So, (laughs) yeah. um, So lots to choose from there. All right. More on that next week when we pick our movies. All right. Got all the bings and the bangs and the bongs and all that nonsense out of the way. So it's time uh, for us to get into... House two, colon, the second story from 1987. Um, this movie, uh, if you would have told me before we got into this, you said a hey, quick who directed house Two? zero percent chance, zero <laughs> percent chance. I was going to get this big right. Whiff. <laughs> big whiff on that. I have no clue. I wouldn't even be able to guess who it was. Um, but uh, 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 a gentleman with a um, interesting pedigree, not necessarily as a director, but some other kind of cool stuff. Uh, one, Mr. Ethan Wiley, a lot of great stuff, but and diverse, too. I mean, so he's got, I would say, primarily a writer, written a lot of scripts. He wrote House, the original House from from 1985. Um, he also so seven directing credits, but then producer, actor, special effects, even composed the soundtrack for 2001's Jason X, if you could fucking believe it. Um, special effects on Return of the Jedi, um, and then writer and director of of House Two. I have not seen any of his other um, act uh, directing credits. Um, no. Children of the Corn, Five Fields of Terror. There's a slight chance I might have seen that, but I, I I don't remember it. But yeah, what what a a, a bounce around kind of career, and and really. Wrote a screen pe- screenplay and I think directed a film as recently as 2017. So yeah. it spans quite a range.
3: He has an insane, just like I don't. I don't understand his career. I don't know what he does in his off time because it mm-hmm. seems like he takes a lot of off time. Mm-hmm. But in 2012, he directed a movie called Elfman, mm-hmm. and Elfman stars Wee Man
1: okay yep Uh, this is all checking out i was like who's in stars we man
3: Man from jackass sure as well as jeffrey combs
1: yeah that would have been my second guess of (laughs) course
3: (laughs) and it's a it's about an elf that santa like has the like it's it's like a family comedy of like save christmas and save a family's christmas type shit
1: i thought you were gonna say it was like a lovecraftian uh type of story and uh you know i just when i think jeffrey combs i immediately think lovecraft adaptations um yeah yeah, that's why it's so weird and i might just be thinking of a literal sketch from jackass but when you're describing this movie i was like oh i remember that movie there's no fucking way i remember that movie no but that's that's it's got to just be like a jackass sketch that i'm that i'm imagining right now
3: Sure. Yeah. You're imagining like a time that him, that we man dressed as an elf and Preston Lacey dressed as Santa Claus and they ran down the street. That's what you you're probably remembering. thousand
1: percent <laughs> describing exactly what is in my brain. Yes, that is that is accurate. Um, anyway, but but otherwise, so, some interesting performers here. Um, first of all, I'm going to mispronounce his first name. Is it. Are you? aria or is it iri uh i don't know my goodness i swear earlier when i
2: told me it was aria
1: aria okay well then i I trust you i trust aria gross (laughs) who plays jesse who's kind of the main protagonist um and he's been in a ton of stuff you'd recognize his face for sure um honestly the thing i remembered him from was yeah, I mean, he was he was in one episode of Better Call Saul. I actually <laughs> remembered him from that. Um, minority Report. He has 130 acting credits, tons and tons of stuff. You'll recognize his face. This is obviously a young him. Um, I recognize him as, as as an older gentleman, but he's just got that like '80s com- comedian, stand up slash comic actor that got a movie role type of vibe to him um or or got a sitcom, you know what i mean, kind of vibe to him. Yeah, like a Dave Coulier look. Definitely would fit the mold of a Dave Coulier or like just any number of like stand-ups that they were trying out in pilots in the 80s and 90s, you know.
3: Yeah. I well i think like both of the leads in this uh film had to be like stand-ups at some point. Mm-hmm. Because uh the other guy who plays Charlie, yeah. He he goes on to actually do like a lot of comedic writing. Uh, His name's Jonathan Stark. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a lot of acting credits, but then he goes on to write cheers Mm -hmm. for a couple episodes. And so like he had to have been like a stand up comic who was just looking for an in. Yeah. And then they just.
1: Yeah. He's the most 80s. Like if you drew a picture of an 80s stand up, like that's what Charlie would look like. Um, Yeah. He's just he's got that vibe. (laughs) I imagine that he had a couple of props in his act. Too, like if I had to guess. <laughs>
3: I would not be shocked if there's like a headshot of him wearing suspenders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking piano keys on him. Um. Yeah. yeah. So but he, you know, he's pretty he's pretty damn entertaining. Um, not a ton of other people that I immediately like would call out as 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 like huge names, with the exception of one. Speaking of cheers, one, Mr. John ratzenberger guys uh so so in the first movie house from 85 we get we get the neighbor uh played by uh george went who's norm from cheers and then in this movie we get uh one mr cliff Claven, uh john ratzenberger as uh as his name's bill but i had him written down in my notes he's he's the uh, he's the 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 mystical um occult hero slash electrician question mark
2: electrician <laughs> and adventurer yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll get into it it's fucking chaotic guys um so anybody else you wanted to talk about either you wanted to call out
3: uh i'm there's one person i'll call out when we get to his scene just because okay. it's a pretty it's a funny scene but also oh, yeah. like it. it ties, i already know who
1: you're gonna call i already know who you're gonna say yeah
3: <laughs> it also ties into um, like uh, you know, like who produced this film and everything. So, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: Well, I, I do want to uh, comment on John, Jonathan Stark, um, who also was the kind of Renfield to Chris Sarandon's Jared Dandridge in Fright Night.
0: Oh, so, yeah, you know, okay. He's got oh, sure, bit yeah.
2: more of a horror pedigree. But then also a fun fact that I discovered in my own research was that um, the Aztec woman who was going to be sacrificed Devin DeVasquez mm-hmm. was the playmate of the month for Playboy for my literal literal birth month June 1985 holy oh, nice.
1: shit you've got you've got like a, a literal cosmic connection and that's what that, I, I mean know. if you ask why you made this like why you picked this movie the answer is it has a cameo from the playmate of the month during your when you were born
2: when I was born Yeah. Got to track down that issue.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck astrology. Fuck Chinese
3: New Year astrology. Fuck the Zodiac calendar. Just figure out who was the Playboy playmate. playmate? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yep, yep, Of your birth month. (laughs) I wish mine was Sable. Remember when Sable was in Playboy? That was awesome. Um, (laughs) Guys, total non sequitur there. Um, That was the only issue of Playboy that i remember my father actually going out and buying like he was like i need to go buy this porno mag because sable from the wwf is in it and i need to see what her breasts look like that's what my father said and then did it and 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 hid it and my brother and i found it uh because listen there's one skill i have i put it on my resume to this day I'm like a goddamn bloodhound with porn i'll sniff that fucking thing out. i don't care where you put it i'll sniff that porn out um the, the computers are, have made you obsolete
0: i know they took i know your job. i
1: i i get no like I'm, I'm like a grizzled old pi that like never get his phone never rings he just sits in his office and chain smokes cigarettes because i never get any calls to sniff out porn anymore in the woods um anyway that's a whole script that i'm working on guys um so first of all i, I want to say about this movie great score didn't ne- don't remember that don't remember the score in this oh movie. yeah
3: yeah i mean the score well the score is by harry manfredini so mm-hmm. you know he's he's coming off of uh jason six yeah jason lives so he's just come off that and yeah so the movie is produced by sean s cunningham Mm-hmm. And it's also produced by New World Pictures. And I forget Okay. I forget if this is before or after uh Corman sold his stake in New
1: World. I I forget. 87 if this is still like- sounds like after. Yeah. I would, guess. I would have guessed 82 that happened, but I might be wrong. Um yeah, I might have yeah. my timelines mixed up. But um yeah, it it's interesting because I mean, you can see you get the kind of the Manfredini kind of feel to it, but it also feels a little ahead of its time in that you get the like plucky strings with the like intermittent like squealy noises on the strings too it just feels very like a 24-ish which is weird to say but it just (laughs) feels very modern in in, its score or like this style of score has come back around but yeah the plucky strings followed by the like kind of bracing dissonant uh notes uh on the strings was um it, it just like first time i paid attention to it and i was like wow this this kind of feels weirdly modern um So, in the the beginning of the movie, and I'd like to talk about why this is the case, right? But it starts out in the, like, uh, 50s or 60s or something, right? 1950s, 1960s, something like that. And there's this couple, and they seem to be dealing babies. They're in the baby dealing business. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but another (laughs) couple comes over. They give them a baby. You know, there's some, some discourse in terms of baby transfer. And then uh and and then you know crying and whatnot and then they just move into stalking an intruder with a gun in their home um i might have just kind of this might have breezed by me later in the movie uh you know we do later reveal spoiler alert to a plot point that doesn't fucking matter at all as far as i can tell the family was uh They I think what they did is they gave up Jesse, the main character for adoption, kind of an unofficial late night rendezvous adoption of sorts. Yeah. To like a wealthy family like they sold them to like a wealthy family. Um, You don't really learn why. They do that or nor does it really matter later on, (laughs) like Jesse comes back to his home, but it's all about relations way way before that so like he could have grown up in that home and it wouldn't matter but but they make right. it so like he's coming back to his ancestral home and he sees a picture and he's like those are my parents and like you assume he grew up elsewhere away from his biological parents but it it doesn't matter <laughs> none of that really had to have happened i feel Not like at
2: all <laughs> no kind of even well. like the mom going with the dad to to hunt down slim research like mm-hmm. Why is the mom there? She doesn't even have a gun. Nah. What are you doing? Just go with nah. the baby.
1: Yeah. Go go Great. somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Do something else. <laughs> go uh, somewhere else. So so uh, as you, as you allude to you know they're hunting around the house. All of a sudden, dang old uh, stranger zombie you know zombie demon cowboy looking son of a bitch with a skull uh, <laughs> comes you know pops out and the couple knows what he's talking about. He says, "I know I want the skull." Blah 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 blah. Um, by the way, he's got the voice of uh, Doctor Claw um from inspector gadget in case you're wondering oh,
0: uh,
2: yeah, if, you're to, if
1: you're trying so, to if you're trying to if you're trying to picture this
3: it's frank welker right yeah yeah
1: um yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's doing dr claw i mean it's dead on
3: well the, yeah yeah he's doing dr claw the same he did it at, at, in munchies mm-hmm. you know frank welker oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. has <laughs> I forgot about it. yeah i fucking love frank welker has four voices and he's been living <laughs> off them forever oh yeah
1: he's he's some fucking most prolific it's voice actor well, for that. Yeah, yeah my god my god what a guy. Um They know what he's talking about with the skull. We don't know what he's talking about. The the couple knows what he's talking about. They don't hand him over. And then they pow, pow, they blast him. Um, Now, 25 years later, you get this young kind of yuppie-ish kind of couple shows up at that same house. It's this big old, looks like a big old Southern California fucking mansion, right? Um, This is Jesse's, you know, ancestral home. You get introduced to his girlfriend, Kate. Who's kind of not cool, but I don't really know if you're supposed to think she's not cool, but she's like a big, she's like works in the music industry. She's kind of like an important person in the music. Industry. She's like a, she's like a record exec kind of, uh, or something yeah. to that effect, right? Well, um, they, this,
3: this, these two like setup scenes mm-hmm. of Jesse, Jesse and Kate arriving, yeah, and then Charlie and Lana arriving you're supposed to kind of get the feeling like these are our four victims like they're they're going to be harassed and chased by the cowboy ghost mm-hmm. and they're going to get picked off one by one yep is what you think is going to happen in
2: a normal movie yeah, in a yeah. normal movie <laughs> in, a regular,
1: in
3: a regular movie that's what would happen in a normal movie produced by sean s cunningham with score by Harry Manfrindini, yes, that absolutely happens. There is but a not formula
1: here. One plus one equals two. But no, not yeah. this movie. One plus one equals 13.5 or something like that. Um, yeah,
3: but because but they all are like unlikable yuppies, mm-hmm. you know, like Jesse yeah. feels Jesse kind of feels like he's from privilege because he owns a mansion. Well, and also Kate he's like is,
1: he, he's an he's a quote unquote artist that's like mm-hmm. n- clearly not famous nor does he sell anything but that's what he does for a living so like yeah he's you know he's he's definitely feels like he comes from money and the house is a dead fucking giveaway right right
3: yeah and then you have charlie who i don't even know what he fucking does i forget i know he, he says, drives entrepreneur a bright- <laughs> right <He> says,
2: entrepreneur <laughs> yeah. yes exactly yeah yeah,
3: yeah. and he drives he drives a red alfa romeo uh convertible so like that's a douchebag car back Um, then i assume
1: he 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 was rich like he grew up rich but also he sells coke (laughs) like that's what i took yeah charlie's most likely profession
3: (laughs) or he's probably actually a gun runner
1: because he has fucking because he has yeah 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 yeah. you're 100 right that's way more likely now (laughs) i completely forgot about the uzi we'll talk about that it's fucking bonkers um and then jesse's uh, girlfriend is Kate, who, who she's the record exec, and then Lana, who is Charlie's girl. You can't tell girlfriend, you don't know if, what type of relationship they're in, but she's the lead singer of a band, which we'll get to here in a damn sec. Um, so his name's Jesse McLaughlin. He's named after his great grandfather. Um, so Jesse starts to hear some like weird scratching noises in the house. They're getting there, and and you know, uh, this is even before Charlie shows up. Um but he gets fucked up by an ironing board, which is a great bit. You know, again, this is where you start to get the idea that this is just going to be a Looney Tunes episode. Um, all, We've talked about this on the show. All the funniest bits are still just from Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. And this is a great one. You get hit with a fucking ironing board. That's that folds up in the closet. It's a great bit. Um, Then Charlie and Lana show up and they're fucking hammered. And they are straight off of just a a rousing old drunken drive that they just had. And they're cracking up Um, and they are really, truly cartoon. They're like cartoon mice that are drunk. You know what I mean? Like hiccuping and like, you know, stumbling around and stuff like that.
3: Um, Yeah, somebody should have been carrying a bottle that had three X's on it.
1: Yeah. And there should just be like bubbles floating up from their head when they hiccup, you know, um, <laughs> which I always wonder. What, what is that? Is that supposed to be carbonation from beer? Like, why is there always yeah. bubbles floating up from drunk cartoon characters faces? <laughs> Charlie's Girlfriend is the lead singer of Puce Glitz and the Avoiders, guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, a little college radio, perhaps for me, but Puce Glitz and the Avoiders, you might might come up on Jeopardy someday. Uh, but Kate wants to sign her band because they're like they're you know, she thinks they're hot shit. They're like, it's the act she's looking for.
3: Her other band, Men in Tights, hadn't taken off yet. <laughs>
1: Not yet. It's there.
3: It's, it's, there. <laughs> it's
1: right on the horizon. Um, Jesse finds I don't know. He's looking at pictures and he sees the difference between his old family skulls as you do. Um, and then, you know, this quickly, really quickly escalates to him talking about his great grandfather uh whose name was also jesse so he's named after my mention he's got a dang old crystal skull not that crystal skull a different more nondescript crystal skull that you don't really know what it does is i guess what i'm getting down to it does magic but we're not really sure to what degree or in what fashion it facilitates magic and he talks about you know he had this partner named slim uh spoiler alert slim was the guy who shot the parents earlier on it's very obvious there's there's no fucking there's no sleuthing required doesn't require a, no um too, too too many hints there um which is just a bad combo you got a bad old uh arch enemy cowboy gunslinger and you got a fucking magic crystal skull like shit's gonna go down they had become enemies uh slim wanted the skull you know, Jesse, we learn later, Jesse shot him again. There's no surprise when we learned that that was the case. Um, there's a second skull. And it was it's missing. That's the whole idea is like, we have a skull here. This is my great grandpappy's skull. It's supposed to be da- it's supposed to be, uh, you know, dangerous magic. And then he looks at the picture. And he's like, well, that ain't the skull. The other skull must be buried with him up the hill, up the road. So they escalate very quickly to just like chit chatting around straight into fucking desecrating their ancestors graves like within 10 got, minutes
2: they go to from zero to grave robbing in five <laughs> seconds so and fast. charlie the friend is just all about it he's like you want to you want to dig up a fucking grave let's let's go
1: well that's let's why i it. originally said coke dealer for charlie because that's a, that's yeah. a fucking coke or meth. Like I'm, I mean, this was before. I think I don't think people in Southern California drinking or trinket driving Alfa Romeos are doing meth. But like this is a meth move. Like let's go date. Let's go grave robbing tonight, right? Um, but they find the skull in like five seconds. Great uh, great grandpa Jesse's body reanimates immediately, and he's a very strong albino mummy um and he has these (laughs) bulging red eyes and 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 a six shooters which is funny for a zombie to come up to you and he's like "Ah, i'm gonna attack you i'm a zombie and then just like put him up partner he pulls out a gun (laughs) but he looks like at first and i didn't remember this part i'd only seen this movie once before it was years ago i didn't remember this part but i'm like is that really what his eyes look like he's got these bulging red super fake eyes i was like I don't remember this. He looks like a fucking Star Trek, like original series Star Trek. Movie. Yeah. Um yeah. But then he, it's a mask, which is like, okay, that's why it looks so dumb because it's a mask. But then I'm like, what, why and when did he put the mask on? Why did the zombie, because he says like, I've been waiting for someone for 70 dang tall tarnation dang old years to come over here and dig me up. Did you have that mask on for seventy years, waiting for somebody to dig you up? Is that what happened, sir? He did. Yes, and it was all just a spook him because he wanted to get woke, woke woken
3: up, right? Yes, <laughs> because he want because the whole thing was he wanted to be buried with all his treasures, and yeah. they buried him. Wh- whoever buried him, like yeah. he, they buried him with like kind of the the gold across his chest
1: and the mask on his face. Yeah, he, and had, then to he just had to say to somebody. Listen. Yeah. Listen, Poncho, you're my best friend. I'm about to die. I'm on my deathbed. Make sure you put this silly car Halloween mask on me when you bury me. Yeah. wrap me be it, up like a
2: fucking mummy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just don't understand to what end. Make sure wo- I have
2: my gun and it's loaded.
1: <laughs> loaded and hammer cocked back because the second I wake yeah. up, there's action. <laughs> I'm blasted. I'm, I'm going to wake up with a silly mask and somebody's gonna get fucking blasted because i
3: guess his idea was like he was supposed to get dug up pretty quick like they shouldn't have left him buried is what it was you're probably he, somebody right should that, have yeah. come yeah somebody should have come got him after a couple days but they didn't they just left him down there because
1: yeah he, he, he didn't want to be down there all that long <laughs> yeah he he does seem very surprised that it was 70 years um but anyway he's got the skull as, as you might imagine um, and they get back to the house, and it's and Jesse's his great great grandfather, and they're talking about, "Wow, hey, you're my great great grandson." And blah, blah 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 blah. Jesse wants to party. He's like, "Let's go fucking out and 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 get ripped and and tear up the town." And then he looks in the mirror and realizes that he's super old. He's like 170 years old. He thought he was gonna like whatever spell or some bullshit when he died. He thought he was gonna wake up and be young still. But he's not, he's old. And there's a great quote. He says, I'm a hundred and seventy old, I'm a seven hundred and seventy-year-old fart, a goddamn zombie. <laughs> he's got this old <laughs> prospector talk, like just down pat. It's great lines.
2: So that's um that's Royal Dano, the the guy who also plays the I'll be greased and fried farmer from Killer Clowns. And oh, yeah, he's got the wow. Perfect, like, I'm literally watching. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, that's uh, wild. That old timey prospector voice, He's got it down.
1: Oh yeah, Perfect. that's his fucking bread and butter. Yeah, he's.
3: I mean, he's one of those actors that's been in you know like westerns since the dawn right, of you know right. cinema, and mm-hmm. he was on TV as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite lines by him is when he's telling them about the crystal skull, and it's so funny because it's anachronistic the way he understands it. But also, he spells it out in his timey language. He's like, "You don't know nothing about no time or space or none of that hogwash." So it's like he understands like the quantum implications
1: of the skull. But also, yeah. it's all hogwash anyway. I thought that was funny too. I, I am. I actually kind of to myself because I just started re uh, rewatching. Um, uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, the freaking detective show uh the the weird like um true detective the, true, de- true detective No, not to true, true detective uh for some reason i couldn't I, I, I couldn't think of the word true i just started i started re-watching that and so i just imagined him going well by gum one time somebody told me time was a flat circle and i said well that's a whole <laughs> lot of mumbo jumbo um speaking of killer clowns i'm at the spot where he's got the dead sheriff and he's using him as a ventriloquist it's so fucking great um for, oh. for those of you who are just eager to get an update on the movie i'm watching um so charlie <laughs> uh so so he says you can call me gramps you know old jesse say call me gramps charlie takes gramps out for his favorite pastime which of course is drunk driving so they go out and just get fucking <laughs> hammered and just crash his car, just bounce it off his shit, fly around like a fucking maniacs. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty comical scene. They're just like swigging whiskey and saying wild shit. Then Bill Maher shows up, and oh god, yeah. I listen, not even no, like political affiliation. What do you think about Bill Maher? Bill Maher is one of the most annoying. Dicks with the most punchable faces in the fucking world. Like when I see Bill Maher, Absolutely. I want to do violence to him immediately. <laughs> it's, um,
3: yeah, it's so funny because like this is like one of his first films that he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. And how old is this film now? Forty, almost not forty 30, years. Thirty, almost
2: yeah. yeah. Thirty-five, We're not quite 40, Steve
3: Yeah, I know. But, I'm just. I'm just. I'm bad at terrible math. So yeah, like thirty. 36? So it's. Okay. Yeah. So. We have proof positive confirmation that Bill Maher has been a dickhead with a punchable face longer than we've been alive.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. like he's like always been entire, a dickweed.
3: Yeah, entire lifetimes and generations. Like I I want to know further back into his life at what point did he not have a punchable face? Like
1: guaranteed he was eleven and I'm just sure telling he got
2: bullied as a child. Yeah. I had to have, yeah. He, he was, it. yeah.
1: You're right. He was just fucking narking on people left and right. I want to do the thing to him where I take my my pointer finger, my index finger, and, and my middle finger, and stick them up his nostrils and like kind of <laughs> pick him up by his nostrils, like you did in like like a Dennis the Menace cartoon or something. That's yeah. what I want to do to him. Or just we do the old like. Somebody get like on all fours, stand behind him, and they just shove him over That's the back. All the
3: oh my god, I was thinking Perfect. exactly that. That's that such a great such a great great bit. Great gag. It it's so humiliating. Just pull yeah. his pants down and push him over somebody and just let that just like bring him off of his ivory tower of smugness yeah. is where yeah. he lives. Make him just roll around in his underwear for a minute and make everybody laugh at that. We That's used to all do it that, is.
1: We used to do that to our friend in college who was like much bigger and stronger and co- probably could have beat the shit out of us we would do that to him but he's usually he's, like, he's too slow so mm-hmm. we would our favorite thing to do was do that somebody stand behind and push him down and then he'd get up and if he caught you he'd beat the shit out of you but he could never catch you just ran away um and you just run around i remember like running around Wick park in youngstown for like 20 minutes and him trying to catch me and i'm like you're never gonna catch me and he's just gassed <laughs> Um, or we used to slap beers out of his hands. Like he'd just be sitting there talking, and you just walk up and just slap the beers. it's such Jesus. a rude,
3: such a rude, ignorant thing to do. But we just—that's just, that's one of those play stupid games, win stupid prizes type things. <laughs> oh yeah, like you know
1: he'll fuck you up if he gets you. Oh yeah. What one time I, he just punched me right between the eyes, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> it's <laughs> like you can't be mad. You can't be mad at that. I deserved it, one hundred percent um anyway uh so charlie takes uh like i said gramps out drunk drive, and bill fucking Marsh shows up his name is john by the way he's the prex pre, excuse me president of the record company that kate works for um and they, they do this whole bit about how gramps is already bored of tv and also like he has a very strong opinion about ronald reagan already like <laughs> it's such a <laughs> it's such a funny silly bit
3: so it's actually kind of funny, though, because Royal Dano was he he starred in a lot of like the old westerns and TV shows mm-hmm. in the past. And so like, Reagan Ronald, was in. yeah, well, Reagan Reagan was kind of like a Rod Serling type back in the day of like he did intros mm-hmm. for General Electric Theater. And he so he would come on and he's like, Well, I guess we're gonna have this old Westdale. How's it going? Burp, burp, burp. And then they <laughs> and then they would segue into the actual That was a pretty good Reagan, man. I the was gonna that was a pretty impressive Reagan. I actually I was pretty impressed by that.
2: <laughs> You've been working on that one, dude.
3: <laughs> it's all right. But then you know, it, then it would segue into the actual Old West tale that Royal Dano was in. Oh, okay. So, mm. but like they definitely had like a lot of crossover, and you know, like Royal Dano was connected to him in a, in a couple of projects. So, yeah, it's it's funny that one, it's eighty seven, and he's bagging on Reagan and calling Reagan a pussy. But then also,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jesse asks. Gramps about Slim, and he explains, you know, he had to shoot him because he shot him first and blah, blah blah. Um, and then he like left him out in the desert to die, right? Which is like, hey, that was kind of a not cool thing to do, but um, so they do this mo- basically a little montage of Gramps telling Jesse and Charlie a bunch of like old cowboy yarns, and Jesse and Charlie are just like captivated. And and the the seemingly goes on for like hours, you know, they're sitting there drinking beer eating chips and just listening to old cowboy yarns and then they're like damn it's been a long time you know whatever i'm gonna go upstairs and he's like oh get, go get some more beer or whatever they go upstairs just a huge halloween party happening upstairs a massive <laughs> halloween party with like dozens and <laughs> dozens of people and charlie's like oh i've invited a bunch of people over for halloween i forgot i'm like Who yeah decorated there's elaborate <laughs> decorations right
2: how could there be decorations how could how could any of that party be prepared for food out it's insane. displayed like it's it's, insane.
1: there's a refreshment table like you forgot you did all this if i just you imagined, didn't
2: know that this movie was off the rails before yeah. this like you know
1: you know what explains all this charlie this behavior though is like charlie s- split an eight ball with himself that morning And then he like just set up an entire Halloween party, invited everyone and then came downstairs and got tied up in cowboy yarns. You know what I mean? For five hours. And then they showed up upstairs. The only explanation. The party's in full swing. Yeah. um, It's a great scene, though. It's a great. uh, We were on with the Haunted Hangover, guys. We talked about our favorite like Halloween party scenes. I wish I would have thought of this one because this is a great one. This is Uh, a good one. It just gives you some strong Halloween vibes. Um, Jesse's ex shows up, her name's Rochelle. She shows up and she's drunk and she's like smooching him or whatever. Bill Maher sees the smooch, even though it wasn't Jesse's idea, it was Rochelle's. But he goes and tells Kate. And and, and Kate's, you know, pretty bummed about this. Simultaneously, Gramps has come up from the basement. And he's mixing it up at the party, right? He's he's dancing. I for some reason in this scene he reminded me of John Lovitz, like in the back of like a party, like dancing with young people. Just, I don't know what movie I'm picturing or skit that I'm picturing, but it's John Lovitz, just like trying to blend in and mix it up with young people at a party. Um, But luckily and luckily for him, really they're playing like this whole hoedown playlist at the party because he's like, you know, doing a little jig and it's all fun. It's like, well, of course he knows how to dance this music. They're playing a goddamn hoedown. Did they know? Did he put this music on? Um, And then, Steve, I assume this is your your special guest shows up that you wanted to talk about, right? Well, it, uh, the, it's not so much the
3: guy who shows up. It's who he punches. So uh, oh, okay. this, uh, oh. this, this giant dude who is credited as Arnold the Barbarian in the, mm-hmm. the credits he apparently is summoned by the crystal skull yeah and so he starts just walking through the party oh
1: oh, oh, yeah 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 so two things here I, I forgot about who he punches yeah
3: yeah so he's walking through the party and there's this couple and you know
1: they're talking together
3: and one of them is dressed as a gorilla and the the barbarian brushes past them a little too hard the gorilla takes his mask off to reveal Kane Hodder yeah 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 and he's <laughs> and he gives mm-hmm. him the, the whole hey hey you and barbarian just turns around and punches him over the balcony mm-hmm. and you the hotter takes a pretty uh good pratfall off the off the balcony and then mm-hmm. he, you lands on a couch and like yeah. it you this whole scene reminded me of the uh the 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 party from weird science at the end
1: yeah i could see that there's there's just
3: something yeah there's just something about it of just like the way this guy invades and like he's completely mute like the monsters were the the mutants were mute the biker Mm. gang they were basically mute Mm. so yeah yeah like yeah just the way he punches Kane Hodder and then like that's your that's your link it's like oh yeah they just got done with jason lives so like the whole the whole gang is here jason's here
1: man indeed, he's doing the songs put him a fu- yeah they're all sitting around <laughs> passing joints he's like put on the fucking gorilla suit do a do a do a flip you know you're a fucking <laughs> yeah. stunt guy yeah i almost forgot that kane hotter was the gorilla it's in my notes later but i because i was so enthralled by did you notice who the barbarian is the big giant guy uh he's from a uh, uh, running man yeah he's buzzsaw from the running man yeah um, oh shit yeah yeah I which i did that not recognize that was something i i looked up and noticed i did not recognize him but um mm-hmm. yeah and he's the one who punches a, a young Kane hotter but in any case great great scene um he tries to take the skull from gramps that the barbarian does and then uh, uh you know it We t- tries to take the skull from the mantle gramps uh, uh, kind of uh, confronts him as kate is confronting jesse about you know, him smooching Rochelle. Anyway, the, (laughs) we come to learn that the barbarian came from a jungle portal room. Like one of the rooms in the house, is just a portal to a jungle. Um, And he escaped back into that with the skull. Um, And, and apparently Gramps will die without the skull. Like it's his life. It says like his, his lifeblood now, like without the skull, he'll die. I guess they kind of did suggest that earlier, but, but it wasn't spelled out necessarily. Um, And they're like, all right, we're going in, we're going into the jungle. And Charlie's like, all right, hold on. I got something. He comes back with a fucking Uzi. (laughs) And then now, right about now, like things are kind of wacky up to this point. Little zany, right? Little madcap. This is when shit goes bonkers. So (laughs) Charlie gets an Uzi and then they do this bit where. Because Jesse's not phased by Charlie having an Uzi. He's like, yeah, it's Charlie. He's got an Uzi, right? And then he's like, well, I need a gun. And he hands him this little like fucking Derringer looking tiny little, you know, P.P. What's the what's the James Bond gun? P.P. They do that. Yes. You know, they do that man men in
2: black uh, cricket joke. Yeah. The you noisy know, cricket. Basically. Yeah. 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 That's a better
1: <laughs> that's a better uh, uh, analysis of what it was. Yeah. And of course, so by in contrast, uh, you got I got a little tiny gun. OK, so they fucking uh, <laughs> well and the, the bit and maybe my favorite charlie line is he's like what the f-? you know what well, he looks at the little tiny gun why'd you give me this and he goes i only have the one uzi you know it's a great <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway so uh uh
2: what am it- i gonna do with this light cigars no you shoot people with it
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well, some good banter good banter throughout um they confront can I, buzz can, oh, can, go ahead. can i ask
3: can I, I just want to pause at this point because so we, we've been spending this time with Jesse and Charlie and they're not terrible, but also I think they're kind of the weakest point of this movie. Mm. And the whole time the whole time I'm watching it, I was imagining two other actors and yep. I'll, I'll see if you got you guys agree with me instead of Jesse Andrew McCarthy from Weekend
1: at Bernie's. You know, Jesse feels like a poor man's Andrew McCarthy, if you think about it a little bit. Yeah.
3: And then instead of who's playing Charlie, Michael Moriarty. So he
2: looks like Michael Moriarty. Oh, no, I don't see that one. But Michael Moriarty. Just because they're tall, guys.
1: No, but he <laughs> looks a little there's... bit like a young Michael Moriarty from like Q the Winged Serpent. Like yeah. a young a young because he's gangly. He's goofy. I can Michael... see, yeah, I could see it. Michael Moriarty's too hard boiled for this, though. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah he's too hard boiled. He's too, even when he's silly, even when he's in the stuff and it's like, hey, sweaty palm, sweaty palm, another sweaty palm. Like, he's too cool guy ish. Like, his <laughs> okay, line delivery is too cool.
3: I, I knew that one was a little controversial. So, I, because I wasn't even sold on it completely myself. But what about this one? Harry Anderson from Night Court. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i could see that i would actually see him more I as want jesse to see that yeah i'd rather
3: see him yeah, as jesse yeah because yeah. i al- i also just wanted to maintain because we have the cheers link between went and uh went and gratzenberger we could have a night court link between anderson and richard mole who was in the first one.
1: Oh, i have one Ooh. i have one going a little bit more in the nerdy direction go with uh uh his name's Jason Lively he plays Russ Griswold in European Vacation he's also in Night of the Creeps
2: in Night of the Creeps yeah mm.
1: i could see i could see him in 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 that role as well like he's he's like the
2: I mean, if, he would have been too young though cuz that was Night of the Creeps young. was 86 yeah. so yeah, yeah. he
1: would have been too young you're right um anyway um yeah i love a i love a recast discussion I'm always up for a recast this session. Um,
2: I mean, you could cast any 80s uh, white guy as Jesse, and it would probably work. But I actually think Stark is is great as Charlie. I I think he really nails it.
1: I agree. I agree with both of you, because I agree that Jesse is a little weak. He he doesn't bring a lot Mm -hmm. to the party. Um, And you don't really... You don't really... He's just inoffensive.
2: You're not rooting for him. Yeah, He's yeah. just there. Yeah. yeah,
1: but but I do like Charlie. Charlie's the highlight of the movie for me. Um, but I wish they would have cut him loose a little bit. Let him do more wacky shit. You know what I mean? You know he was down for it. Um, <laughs> for sure. Anyway, so they confront Buzzsaw in the jungle, and 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 then they're saved by. And again, this is when Chick goes bonkers, and I'm, I'm I'm starting to really have fun. They're saved by a giant or, or by a claymation like giant mutant mole or hedgehog or something is
2: i was like is that is that like a fish monster i think I mean, it was a i mole. just love that they have this stop motion stuff yeah. though like it's so old school it's so great i love it all
1: yeah and he and he just jumps in and fucking eats them right and then like the skull is then taken by a pterodactyl you're like what are you talking about guys we were just in the uh, we were just at a halloween party, you know? <laughs> and right, just right. party right? yeah and you're right a
2: party yeah
1: and now now it's fucking the skulls getting taken by a pterodactyl um and then just there's lots of cool claymation stop motion and tons of puppets in this movie yeah. Yeah. um and it's just you could tell this movie's made with a lot of care a lot of love was put in this movie like a disproportionate so, amount
2: you guys probably found this in your research as well but um those effects were done by chris wallace who was the guy who created gremlins and he also did effects for the fly enemy mine um i guess he had also done some uncredited stuff on return of the jedi mm. maybe with wiley so that's maybe where they met i don't know yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well yeah because wiley uh, also worked know on gremlins that, too you know
2: it's Oh, yeah. So there yeah. you go. So knowing that it was like, oh, the Gremlins guy did this. It was like, oh, yeah. They, well, that's why it looks so good. Well, Even when though you they see our, our char- maybe
1: my favorite character that's coming up, Bippy. Um, Bippy <laughs> looks like a fucking Gremlin. I mean, he really does. Like he looks a, he looks like a mogwai. Totally. He looks like a mogwai. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Um, this is yeah, again, shits off the rails. This is they had the pedigree. Uh, they had a lot of talent on set. I honestly think it was like, hey, do you guys want to hang out in L.A. for a few more weeks? We'll shoot this other movie. We'll all get fucked up every night and just like party and shoot this dumb movie. Like, honestly, I think that's what happened. Um, And that's why they had so many people involved. It was a fucking boondoggle, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: I believe it. I mean, IMDB says that Wiley only had two weeks to write the script. (laughs) So that would make sense. It was like, oh, shit, you know, everybody's going to leave if we don't get this thing out there. So here we go. And it has (laughs) so
1: little to do with house, the first movie. Like it really is just like
2: nothing at all. It's It's like, it's
1: like the, the later Hellraiser movies where it's just like, this was a script that I wrote. And then somebody said, I think we can get the rights to the, to the franchise of Hellraiser. And then we can make this a Hellraiser movie. And they're like, fine, whatever. I feel like that happened with this. And it was like, you guys remember house? And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to make this the second house? And they're like, uh sure, we have a house.
3: Yeah. we can but. take
2: place in a house, you know. Yeah, it is, is fun.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what else you need?
3: Um so um, yeah, the- that makes that makes me want to look up. So like the house that they film in, uh, it's it's you can find it on IMDb. It's called the Stimson House. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they had it contracted for like another project, but they still had time left on that is that film or something like that, oh yeah, what else was shot there?
1: yeah hmm. yeah,
3: yeah. I'm, not, I'm not seeing anything that jumps out at me right now, but yeah, like I mean there's the, a bunch of other things have been filmed at this house though, like uh the nineteen ninety four movie
1: Clifford with fucking uh oh my God, God Short. that movie's so funny
2: Martin Short, yeah yeah, he plays the yeah. little
1: kid and and it's the dad from from Beethoven too Charles Groden. Charles Grodin yeah I was forget his name yeah. my god that movie is so weird and funny like yeah. I, I'm a bit I'm a bit I understand that like Martin Short's polarizing a lot of people don't like Martin Short I'm a big <laughs> Martin Short fan between Clifford and uh and and Jiminy Glick I mean Martin Short is like does no wrong in my book that movie's so fucking weird that one <laughs> clip that everyone plays like you see it on social media of him he's like just look at me. Just look at me like a regular person. And it's him because Clifford's is the boy and he's like insane. And he's trying to like act like a normal person. He's like, well, you know, it's, it's just so I mean, it's exactly <laughs> as funny in the movie as that that singular clip. Um. Anyway, so so Jesse ends up climbing up this like fucking jungle tree to a pterodactyl nest. It's this whole comedic, you know, craziness ensues and they crash back down and they crash through the house the titular house uh, into the basement and they have they have salvaged the skull and something that comes down with them out of the tree and smashes down into the other dimension apparently um, is this fucking it's a giant two and a half foot long green like chubby caterpillar with a dog face like a puppy's face yeah it's a catter puppy <laughs> It's a cat or puppy. So
2: I gotta, I gotta cut in there because I have a cat or puppy.
1: Oh yes, here. you do. Jesus! Look yeah.
2: That. So my friend Melissa, um, Bambi's clay design on Etsy. Yeah. She made this for me a request, and she did a fucking phenomenal job. Oh my job. god, she nailed like, the face. Is, I mean, it literally looks exactly a cat like a puppy. It. Yeah. What yeah. it's, it's so rules. good. It's so good. I keep this on my desk. <laughs> uh, it is a special thing to me
1: yeah so, it, what is it yeah, bippy?
2: Fucking, i love the cater puppy
1: bippy the cater puppy i mean that that's got like tickle me elmo vibes all over it like come on guys we can make this, this is a million dollar <laughs> idea um
2: it should have been it
1: should have yeah. been um so and it's very cute we should say like that's the thing that stands out as weird it's like it's super cute and endearing it's got the big oversized cutesy eyes And you're just like, where, where, why is this in this movie? I mean, I think it was, they were trying to do gizmo vibes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, uh, so there's this scene.
2: I read a, uh, I read an interview um, with uh, Wallace who said, basically he had this design just like kicking around in his office. And so when they were, trying to figure out what kind of things they were going to throw in this movie. He was like, well, we're doing all kinds of other zany shit. Can Mm. I make this puppet? And (laughs) Wiley was like, yeah, sure. Make that puppet. (laughs) We'll find a place for it.
1: He was like, he looked up with a straw in his nose and was like, yeah, make the fucking puppet. I don't give a shit. That sounds Um, crazy. That sounds fucking awesome, dude. Do it. Um, We got a blank check on this motherfucker.
3: Yeah, it feels like and again, if there was like kind of a like, a you know, a truncated production schedule on this, a lot of times, you know, these effects houses just have shit lying around that were just, you know, things that they were working on. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to throw right. it at like that's a, even though uh, Roger Corman did sell new world pictures back in 83. That's a very mm-hmm. Roger Corman thing to do is to just <laughs> take and repurpose and reuse, you know, just whatever you got so, this fucking yeah, so spider totally. that's right you know yeah. going
2: back to fright night uh you know the the bat version of uh jerry dandridge was like a cast off of uh, from ghostbusters at the, the mm. effects guys yeah use. yeah yeah had it there and they were like all right well Let's use it in this movie. It saves some bucks.
1: It's crazy how that just became normal too. After that, like, cause you'd see it, and like anybody who was really into these movies would recognize it. Cause I, I mean, I just I'm sitting here watching Killer Clowns, and it's like the Kyoto Brothers, re, uh, took the Killer Clowns and and turned them in, turned one of them into the fucking uh uh, uh gnome or no, it's not a gnome, it's a uh, troll from uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, so right. it's like, yep, you know, that just yep. became best practice in in low budget uh horror after that. But um It's recycling, I, man. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, so let me, don't let
2: anything go to waste.
1: You can doll it up, right? Um so there's this scene here, and this is like really we get a heavy dose of Bill Maher, which I'm just I am not interested in. Um, but it's Bill <laughs> Maher <laughs> coming in with Katie or Kate to confront Jesse about Rochelle and the the smooching that happened earlier. And Charlie's there and they're like, What have you been doing? And and just Bill Maher's being so snarky and so smug and you just want to smack him so hard. And he's like, um I'm just going to tell you what happened. And he just does this big blurt out of the entire. Hey, this is all the wacky shit that's happening. And there's a fucking baby pterodactyl. And because they're like, what's in the closet? They think Rochelle's in there. He's like, it's a baby pterodactyl because this, that and the other. And then he opens up because there was a baby pterodactyl in there. He opens up the the the, the door and Rochelle's in there. And. And. The baby tarot actor was in there and then they're like, oh, they caught him red handed kind of thing. And then th- then they like tear off and it's like, that's the end of John, uh, 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 Kate. Like, we don't see them anymore. They're now out of the movie. Um, they break it off and then they they take off.
2: And then we need, to, we, we need to stop. We need to we need to acknowledge that, though. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. The girlfriends leave with Belmar. And they're never seen again. They have nothing else to do with the it's, movie. Yeah. They're out they of the movie. don't come back. Yeah. We don't get Use Glitz and the Avoiders, Rock and Roll, uh, <laughs> you know, big finale. Right. Nope. We don't get Mar like, getting his comeuppance. Mm-mm. Nothing. Like, they're just out of the movie. Like, mo- no other movie would do that. And House 2 yeah. says, you know what? The girlfriends are done. Bill Maher's done without the fucking movie. Yeah, these characters characters, characters. Like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. These key characters that we've been building up for, for a little while now, spending a very significant time on some of them, uh, have now left and you won't see them no more.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's that's probably the biggest sin of this movie is that Bill Maher doesn't get any sort of comeuppance. Yeah. Like,
2: no, he wins. I mean, essentially from his point of view. Yeah. yeah i yes, like to think
1: he di- i like to think he died in a fireball in the interstate that's what i like to think
2: <laughs> they all they all have a car crash on the way out of there because they're so upset yeah and then they die. Yeah. And then, They get run over by a
1: fucking cement truck as soon as they turn onto the interstate <laughs> um but yeah the, so rochelle's in the closet but then they're like well where did the fucking big loud vicious baby pterodactyl go and then after the whole thing irons out then he opens up a another and this is a fucking muppet show bit right he opens up the other cabinet and there's a the, the ter- baby pterodactyls in there and you're like is is this some scooby-doo doors that people just can go in and out of? Like, who built these cabinets <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um it's just scooby door scooby-doo doors in this son of a bitch yeah, everywhere it's a,
3: it's a tom and jerry bit
1: you open yeah. one
3: cabinet, and j- but then Gramps shows that it really is Scooby Doo
2: doors. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really. Yes, yeah. like swiveling back. It's yeah. it's insane. It's it, so it's the so titular
1: wacky. house, guys. It's a wacky <laughs> house. Get it's it? It's
0: the house, man.
1: It's the house. Um, <laughs> they get the skull back, and and Gramps is like feeding the 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 cat or puppy, uh, who we said his name is Bippy. He's feeding him beers, uh, doing cute stuff. You know, um and then guys witch doctors you guessed it Witch doctors show up uh or like or they're they're somewhere between like and when you said aztec like yeah you're you're probably more accurate but when they show up the way they're like talking and stuff it feels like it's like vaguely racist old looney tunes caricatures of like witch doctor cannibals um, oh it for sure is oh, you know, absolutely. yeah absolutely
2: i mean they're they're saying like racist nonsense whatever yeah. that is you know it's it... It's goofball stuff, but mm-hmm. and it's probably all white dudes, too. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I think they are supposed to be Aztecs. they're.
3: Yeah. The lead high priest is a white guy, but the guy that uh, Charlie winds up fighting is he's actually Native American, mm. but I don't think oh. I don't think Aztec. So it's still just like bad casting. But then like when <laughs> they discover them, they're doing the like there's all that chanting and bullshit just sounds like gobbledygook like they're just yeah. they just said make it's fucking noises that sounds foreign
2: discount temple of doom you know
3: yeah well yeah yes, exactly
1: there is a lot of that a lot of those <laughs> vibes in, in the interim they escape and in the interim an electrician shows up right
3: no oh, one before, called before, the electrician be, oh go ahead nobody n- nobody called him but before we get to that <laughs> i just wanted to point out a line the they they attack gramps and gramps is on the ground Mm-hmm. And then when he's discovered, he's like, oh, there must have been 30 or 40 of them. I was like, <laughs> yeah, feral yeah, hogs? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 30 or
3: 40 <laughs> feral hogs? Oh, feral hogs. <laughs> oh.
1: 30 to... 40 to 50 feral hogs, sir. Came and stole my skull. So terminally online. <laughs> stole my I crystal skull. That. Um, Yeah, so, so then this electrician shows up. Nobody called them. He, he The electricity suggests electrician is suggesting that kate called him the electrician uh, is like i said one mr john ratzenberger aka cliff Claven. his character is so confusing okay so at first he feels like he's going to be this kind of like grifter you know contractor type like unscrupulous contractor that comes in is like ah, uh, you got a big problem here. I'm going to have to fix it. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Uh, you know, I can help you out, you know? So he's this kind of scumbaggy type of character at first, but then he, he's starts to do his scumbaggy work. And Jesse's just like disinterested. He ends up breaking a big hole in the wall and he calls him into the room. There's this whole bit about like him showing them and them not wanting to be part of it or whatever. And he says, uh, it looks like you got some sort of alternative universe in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and they're like, yeah. And they, of course they understand it because they've been in the house. They've been through the jungle. They've been after buzzsaw. They've been into alternative universe. They brought a fucking cat or puppy back with them, but they know all the things that are happening in the house. But the fact that cliff Claven is like, he literally is like, ah, I've seen this kind of thing before I'll help you out. And then he pulls up, The one of the compartments in his tool box, and he's got like a cutlass (laughs) in there. (laughs)
3: He's prepared.
1: (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck is this character? Because he's like, now he's like a second ago, he was like this grifter electrician, like this know it all guy, and 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 now he's like this adventure, but he keeps saying things like they're like, Oh, be careful. And he's like, Nah, I got it. Don't worry. He's like, I uh I got to get back home tonight's my kid's little league night. Like he has a a home <laughs> life and he is truly an electrician. Yeah. Uh, he's some sort of like ancient occult electrician he's, that like, it, like battles it, it, demons in alternate universes on the regular.
3: Yeah. He's almost like some sort of like omniscient Ghostbuster in a way. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Ghostbuster, I had written Ghostbuster in my notes. That yeah, mission yeah. Ghostbuster, perfect.
3: It, yeah, the the Ghostbuster part definitely comes in where like he he has this piece of equipment that you think is like supposed to be a stud finder or whatever, but he puts it yeah. up to the wall and he's obviously looking for tears into another universe is what he's looking for. But you and don't then, know
1: that you just think you that he's got something out to grift, Bruce. right? It, Right, yeah. yeah.
3: I mean that's what you but
2: but in retrospect, it's like, oh, he was like doing weird shit there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because
3: then Jesse picks it up and starts fiddling with it and he's like, Oh, put that down, kid. Blow us halfway to Kingdom Come And that feels like a real Ghostbuster (laughs) thing. It's like, Don't touch my Proton pack. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Even better line. He goes, well, oh, don't touch that kid. You'll blow us both halfway to Milwaukee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is such a, it's like such a Chicago actor line, you know? Yeah. Um, but which I always found so funny cause he was in cheers and cheers was set in Boston. Mm-hmm. Cliff always had the strongest Chicago accent in the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still, to this day, like I, when I remember that it was set in Boston, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why does everyone seem like they're from Chicago or half the cast right, yeah. seems like they're from Chicago?
3: <laughs> um, yeah, they're all from Chicago. And like, like, I'm pretty sure George Wendt is from Chicago, too.
1: He I like believe for he is. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Because that's why they did. The whole Bears, the Bears thing when he was a guest star on SNL. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I this just really hit home with me because I've been I've been reading a bunch of uh, Neil Gaiman lately i've just been on a mm-hmm. neil gaiman trip and so i was like he, cliff clavin the 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 mysterious electrician he feels like a someone from like a, a neil gaiman story like some sort of uh, like a yeah. detective story about like some regular joe hard-boiled type of thing um that that is fucking battling demons in an alternate universe or something
3: or I'll go, I'll even go one better Douglas Adams. He feels like a Douglas Adams character that just appears, does what he's supposed to do with no explanation, and then disappears, and then that's it. Yeah. Like, I he mean, just- you don't get
1: much into his character besides these little hints, like, hey, my kid's baseball game or whatever. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: um, it's wild. It's wild. Um, but so you get you get because it's it's 1987 so you do get some nice casual homophobia before you get this whole like moderately racist sacrifice scene that we talked about um and they have this woman tied up and at first i thought it was kate you know because i was like not really paying attention i was like oh that's why they want to save her why is she back or whatever i completely forgot about this scene but then y- you come to realize it's not it's this you know aztec woman anyway this whole scene is Army of Darkness meets Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's them fighting, slapstick punches and kicks, and fighting, uh, uh, you know, crazy Aztec warriors, and 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 Cliff Claven swings on a fucking rope, and it's a whole thing. The woman they save, so they get out, right? It's this whole thing, whatever. The the this big this big battle scene, they get out, all all of them back. Cliff, Charlie jesse plus the the aztec woman and then she just lives there now as does the baby pterodactyl
3: and <laughs> gramps
1: and bippy and the whole crew and there's yeah. this fucking dinner scene where they're like a family now and jesse literally says like you guys are my family <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that dinner scene is so crazy <laughs> it is. it's got all, all those cares <laughs> and the cat or puppy and the pterodactyl baby have place settings at that table <laughs> yeah. have dinner like what is happening
3: what They're is
2: going on nice and jesse those dinner. are your family yeah. This girl you just met an hour ago and a pterodactyl and a cat or puppy are <laughs> your family what are you talking and, about and, and your and zombie great
1: great grandfather and <laughs> yeah. charlie who zombie i think you hated yeah <laughs> and
2: and they and then Gramps gets ready to eat. And then, of course, you know, his dinner uh, comes right out of the platter, puts on his hat like the most badass dinner you ever seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There it's it video. It's like that scene from video. Not even not video. What? Yeah. Video Right. Isn't that yeah. Video. Where the, 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 yeah, where the zombie comes out instead of coming out of a TV, it's coming out of the plate. And and yeah, not to dwell on this dinner too much. But Charlie. The drunk driving, oozy wielding comedian entrepreneur is by far the most normal person at the table. <laughs> Aside from Jesse, one hundred percent, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so he raises up out of the table, out of the dish, uh, 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 Gramps's plate, and of course it's slim. Uh, And again, he's got that Doctor Claw super super uh, demon-y voice. I want to say, because this is this is not not as wild as just the girls and and Belmar just piecing out of the film, but it's pretty wacky. Slim, who was teased to us as the big bad early in the movie, has now made his first real appearance in the story's progression. And there are like 13 minutes left in the movie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> which is even, wild even better is i love when he's coming up because they go to reaction shots for everybody and they include a reaction shot of the pterodactyl baby <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> yeah it does a full mouth open
1: like <gasps> scared yeah, it's a muppet it's muppet show man it's the yeah. muppet show it's great um I love the puppets. I fucking love the puppets. Um so he shoots Gramps Slim, shoots shoots Gramps, catches a knife that I think Charlie throws at him and snags up the girl all in like 5 seconds. And 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 and, and fucking beats it. And and Grandpa then tells Jesse that his parents were killed by Slim the night that they Apparently gave him up for adoption, question mark. Why? We don't know. Who cares? Um, But uh, Jesse goes to confront Slim in the Old West dimension that is just in, like, another door in the house. Or it's actually through a window, which he has to throw himself through. He can't open and go through. He has to throw himself through the glass, like, window panes. Like, it's like a saloon.
2: To just use window. something in the room to break the window and then climb through. No, you no, have sir. to jump through the window. Yes, Crat of fall course.
1: through the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this this scene just kind of falls apart a little bit. But he goes to confront Slim in the Old West dimension. He gets there. He's looking around for Slim. It's kind of dragging out a little bit. But then Charlie and the and like the Aztec girl, which again. We don't even know her name. She's only been here for five minutes. They are there and they're like ready to be hung at the gallows. And then Slim shows. So they're like in peril. Slim shows up. Slim's got a fucking sick ass horse. It's this like stop motion um, uh, fucking zombie horse, skeleton horse, which is pretty sweet. Um, it they is have, so
2: cool. It looks like something from speaking of army of darkness. It looks like something from army. Of yeah. Dark. It,
1: it, it reminded yeah. me of that scene in evil dead Two with the girlfriend doing the dance and taking her head off and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's like, it it's really it's so, cool.
3: Yeah. It's so well done. And it's like one of those things that could only be done in stop motion because like they show you like mm-hmm. through the skin and then you can see like the, the skeletal structure of it. It's yeah. It's like it's crazy disgusting. It's the most serious part of this entire movie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like that horse is terrifying otherwise in yeah, another film. Otherwise
1: <laughs> Slim's just like I don't know, looks like like whey. Like yeah, Dave he's Thomas's un- daughter Wendy, but with uh skull face. Yeah, he's <laughs> undead yosemite Sam. Like he's not <laughs> he's not yeah, scary. For real. <laughs> yeah, yosemite 70 Sam. That's more accurate than Wendy. But yeah, I just thought like who's a redheads? First was the game in my mind. Um, but yeah, so so he the the fucking horse is is really great. So this movie keeps doing these things where you're like, Okay, like things are starting to unravel here a little bit, and they're like, Oh man, that fucking horse is sick, you know. They have this big, this kind of drawn out like final showdown and ultimately uh, uh i'll jump ahead a little bit but jesse blasts slim's head right off just explodes his head and, it, and it's like it's kind of i'm want to say unceremonious but it just kind of is like hey shoot 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 patow head explodes um and then you get this like surprisingly heartfelt goodbye between gramps and, and jesse About like, I love you and all this stuff. It's just like, it's really. I'm going to say out of place, just unexpected, I'll say. Um, And then uh, and then (laughs) just like in case you you were like, well, all the craziness is behind us. Not so. Slim's body reanimates. And at this point, somebody has called the cops in the neighborhood because they're hearing gunfire right in the house. (laughs) <laughs> the cops have now surrounded the home. They're like, "Hey, come out with your hands up!" You know, Slim's body is 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 bopping around inside the house, and they see it in the window. So they start blasting Slim's body. Chaos inside the house. I forget exactly how it happens, but the house goes up, 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 completely ablaze. Right, so the house is now on fire. Jesse escapes with Bippy. <laughs> With the baby pterodactyl to another portal within the house, and that and por-
2: Gramps's corpse
1: and Gramps's corpse, the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to remember Gramps's corpse. Yeah, into the other dimension through the house, and this is back to Gramps's time. I assume like Gramp where Gramps previously was, perhaps I don't know, but it's like the old west, and Charlie's already there, already in full outfit. Uh, uh, Aztec girls there she's fucking living life she loves it she loves what's happening she's not confused at all and now they're all just gonna live happily ever after Gramps Jesse Charlie Aztec girl pterodactyl baby pterodactyl <laughs> Bippy the cat or puppy they're all just in the wild west happily ever after now <laughs> yeah that fucking is insane the i
2: just said i just had a thought as mm. you were talking i just had a thought mm. what if it's a suggestion of like a robert heinlein all you zombies kind of idea where he wasn't named after gramps he is gramps oh. yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. i could yeah, see it, that
2: i mean i don't know maybe i'm inventing that but like <sighs> Went back in time. Here's the, He's Jesse Grant. Jesse. <laughs> yeah.
3: Here's the thing. I like that. With this movie, there's so little explanation in anything that mm-hmm. that it just could be like you can just say that it doesn't you can, you matter. Pick up whatever. The, yeah. yeah. Here I'm gonna yeah.
1: I'm gonna add I'm gonna add another layer to this to this to this insane lasagna. I'm gonna add another layer wherein this movie is takes place in the same cinematic universe as uh the the tom arnold vehicle the stupids um wherein he sings the song i'm my own grandpa and it explains how jesse is jesse he's his own grandpa yeah yeah that totally makes sense too there you
3: go i i that's it i just want to point out like how this movie accomplishes so many things before other movies so you Mm -hmm. have this back to the future three ass ending yeah uh you know <laughs> yeah true. yeah i, yeah, think I had that. that
2: note myself yeah but it's like if if everything went to shit in back to the future three like right yeah you're, marty mcfly is stuck there with some girl he just met and kidnapped you know? right and he's
1: cool with it and everyone is so coked out they don't care
3: yeah
2: <laughs> exactly
3: yeah i mean charlie is in a bad way at this point he's got to figure out all kinds of manner of like how to secure coke in the old west like <laughs> <oof>. <laughs> i give it
1: three weeks and charlie runs an opium den yeah right he's going to downers <laughs> he's going from uppers to downers
2: well he's an entrepreneur
3: <laughs> so,
1: he is he's gonna yeah. find it he's gonna find yeah, it he'll,
3: well. act, he'll probably wind up having like his own traveling medicine cart but also mm-hmm. he samples off as it a lot
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> or the in an alter universe this this cinematic universe that we're building out charlie invents the original recipe for coca-cola perfect Mm -hmm. they would know how to do it Mm -hmm. how to do it um guys that is 1987's house two colon the second story uh a lot of fun a movie that i don't suggest to people often enough um but in terms of pure bonkersness i would put this up it's weird because it's it's oddly um well done <laughs> like right. most of the time we, like when i think of other movies that are just bonkers bat shit that i would like hey tell me a bat shit movie to watch and i'm like ah go watch demon wind or something like that <laughs> like i fucking love demon wind but demon wind is like incompetent <laughs> in its filmmaking prowess right <laughs> this movie's not this movie is very competent right it just chose to be you know, this drug fueled, you know, insanity, um, which, which puts it in a bit of a league of its own. I'm trying to think of other movies that are, that aren't foreign films that have like this level of, you know, talent production value. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's, it's an, it's all star situation here, but I'm just saying like the amount of at least effects and, and performances and, and, Stuff uh, they didn't have to do, yeah. In this movie, I there's probably think, some more, but yeah. Uh,
3: why not cue the winged serpent? Because I mean, sure. he Cohen made that on a really short, uh, both short budget and short time frame. Didn't mm-hmm. he? Like he turned that movie around in a fucking month or some shit like that. So
1: yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, but it's like. Still for- more cohesive
3: as a story
1: well, yeah
3: yeah i'm I'm saying
1: it's a better example than
3: house two house two well house, house two is the the gifted kid who procrastinated their paper until the night before
1: <laughs> that's a good analogy yeah 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 he's very smart but he's just like could not put down call of duty right. you know and was just like i am damn it i have three hours now and i gotta crank yeah. this out and so, so still, it is what it is.
3: Yeah, it still comes out with like good high points and makes good points, but the coherence is fucking not
1: there. <laughs> Didn't have time to work the kinks out. Didn't yeah. have time to iron them out. Um, and and it's all the better for it. It's all the better for it. Yeah. Um
3: This is this is yeah. such an ultimate stoner movie because oh yeah. The the answer to every question. Like you could have like if you're high and you're watching this movie and then just like why is Charlie have that Uzi? It was in his trunk. That's why that's the answer. It was in his yeah. trunk. Yeah. Yes. Like, why does he have that sword? Oh, because he's an adventurer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cause. This movie the, the call co- <laughs> it shouldn't be house to colon the second story. It should be house to colon. Don't ask a lot of questions. Yeah. just go with the flow um but yeah this 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 movie's a lot of fun this is one of the few movies too i'll say that i wouldn't necessarily suggest it as a double feature with the first movie (laughs) it's it's, it has very different sensibilities i like how you know the original um house from from um uh, from 85 but like it just doesn't feel like it has a lot in common with it despite if you read re- de- yeah it's very different vibe even though it has norm if and even want, though it has you know all that stuff but right.
2: if you want a double feature I actually always thought that it was a really good double feature with Night of the Creeps mm. Night of the Creeps is definitely more cohesive but it still is kind of a, also a kitchen sink movie like you got the aliens and the slugs and the zombies yeah. and Mm-hmm. um this too is is definitely a kitchen sink movie that's thrown in everything they could think of
1: I could see this running before you watch Gremlins 2 the new batch sure because they both yeah. feel okay. like yeah. middle fingers for different reasons yeah like that movie is Joe Dante doing double middle fingers to the studio and this I- movie is the whole cast doing middle fingers but in a way of like we're playing hooky from school. Right. You know what I mean? Like we just we're gonna we're tricking somebody into funding our like <laughs> two week long bender. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Joe Dante was like, no, this is Joe Dante was more malicious in yeah. his actions. Yeah, Joe Dante they were had, more irresponsible in yeah. their
3: actions. Yeah, Joe Dante had it out for Warner Brothers. Um <laughs> I guess my my double feature, if we're all doing double features, mine would be this movie should be the second in a double feature with Beetlejuice oh okay
2: oh that's interesting because
3: it, hmm. it still has like, it. there's a lot of like there's still that you have the yuppies in a new house you have a lot of stop motion and animation and puppetry so it's like it, they're very similar and they're all they're
1: both more comedic than they are scary so mm, that's true yeah. i like that i like that um tangent before we wrap up uh thoughts on uh Uh, on the new, some of the stuff we've seen on the new, the new Beetlejuice that's coming out later this year. I
3: actually haven't been following it much because I just, I just Mm. don't want stuff spoiled. So I don't pay attention to shit like that. (sighs) Yeah,
2: I I agree. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it. I hope it's good. Like just for Michael Keaton's sake, I hope it's good. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I mean especially after watching The Flash Oof. which fucking sucked so bad. <sighs> um yeah. Like I I just I think he's a great actor who deserves a comeback and kind of had one and then it's fizzling out because he's taking these legacy movies.
1: Well so it, for that's him like I a, hope yeah. that it's good. Yeah. You know it's it's like there's so few projects where they want people like that that I feel like people in that not, not that you know Michael Keaton. I don't think needs money, right? But like, you know, if he wants to continue acting, uh there's just not a lot of opportunities to slide him in unless it's associated with something he was already in the past. It, you know, then the exception would be, but I guess that was close to ten years ago. With uh, wh- what's the movie that he did where he's like, I can't even say Birdman was it Birdman? Yeah, Birdman. It was- yeah, yeah, was that it it's called Birdman? Okay. I can't say the name of that movie. But he was thinking. also
2: in the the other guys. Uh, you know, it wasn't yeah. he wasn't the lead, but like mm. he was fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, he's fantastic. I mean, he's fantastic. I just every time I say Birdman, I think Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, and it sounds <laughs> does yeah. not <it> sound right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, well, then also he went on to play the Vulture in one of the Spider-Man movies. So he plays yeah, Batman, the Vulture, he and Birdman. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch the end of
1: Morbius. <laughs> uh I did. I did this is all over my head i've watched so few like comic book like mar the marvel of the marvel universe and yeah. and, and all that like i'm just that's such a big blind spot for me you're
2: probably better off for it <laughs> yeah like
1: i'm a batman guy. i'll watch all the batman movies that come out but like so little of the marvel universe have i actually seen mm-hmm. um so it's just like a complete cultural blind spot for me. People are like, "Oh yeah, like that thing that happened in Guardians of the Galaxy." And I'm like, "Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> see those. Those I are the ones. Idea what they're talking about. Those are the ones I think Brandon. Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are the ones Brandon I, and I I've would actually suggest good. because yeah, they just, they're, yeah, they're, they stand alone. Await for the most part, they right. stand alone from all that other shit, and like they actually build good characters in those films. Yeah just because like James Gunn gives a shit about those are the best ones yeah
1: I just it's just like I said it's just it's it's a blind spot for me I've never I never watched them like I was always into like when I was a kid the books that I read were the fucking like I I had a type it was spawn and venom and shit it was Mm -hmm. cable like it was batman oh, so
2: what about blade are you did you watch the blade movies I with did. wesley snipes or are you gonna yes. watch the new blade movie
1: yes and yes so yes that is one <laughs> in there like i saw blade i saw all the blade movies i love a blade movie i'll probably watch the new one so, yes, that would be an except. That would be one notable exception. I also, have seen all those. Things. Also,
3: I turned him on to Punisher Warzone because I wouldn't shut up about Punisher Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. It's a fun movie. I still like to watch Punisher Warzone. Oh, 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 oh you love it. It's, it's so on my brutal. list. It's so brutal. Yeah. But also, it looks the most like a comic book. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: I love it. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. And, I, and I've and i never been like a Punisher. But like, I don't, you know, I, I know generally the story. I've never been a Punisher person. Um, but uh uh, uh uh, fuck that movie's fun yeah <laughs> fun one
2: but after seeing uh what's his name ray stevenson yeah yeah uh in um star wars i was like oh yeah i gotta go back and watch oh, that
1: okay yep yep do that. it's a good one it's a good one all right boys i think we got it i think we touched on everything uh once again um Go uh go check us out on the social medias. Give us some suggestions for our Stephen King adaptations um this week because we'll be announcing on the next episode what those are. Once again, if you haven't already, listen, I've warned you once, I've warned you five times. Quit fucking around, guys. You go over there, uh, check out uh Brandon's books. Um, like I said, I would highly suggest if you if you like any of the weird fucking books and movies and shit that we're referencing on here go check out uh uh saw me if you've heard this one before such a fun such a fun movie or such a fun book so many there's some wacky ass stories in that book uh that are that that are really really (laughs) fun if you like weird fiction and all that stuff which i do you're gonna you're gonna appreciate it not quite house
2: too but (laughs) there's
1: a couple of them that are pretty fucking bonkers in that book (laughs) (laughs) don't sell yourself short um all right uh Okay, anything else? I'm forgetting to see if anything else we need to mention.
3: I got two notes, just real quick. Uh, yep. One, Royal Dano is no, in no way related to Paul Dano that I could figure out. Okay. <laughs> and two, uh, we skimmed over it, but the, the cops at the shootout scene at the end, there's mm-hmm. the sheriff. The sheriff is played by Gregory Walcott, and Gregory Walcott is Jeff Trent in Plan 9 from Outer Space oh boy howdy
1: oh shit mm-hmm. that's like some local like that's some real la shit you yeah. know getting plan nine people in there
3: yeah and also uh, i believe walcott walcott is in a movie with royal dano called uh donner pass the road to survival
1: ah the cannibals some cannibal shit
3: yeah i like so, some
1: cannibal shit
3: yeah, early horror movie for the both of them, I, I think, because it's from 1978,
1: so. 78. Cannibals back in 78, guys. Go check it out. I might have to peek at that one. I might have peek at that one tonight. I might fall asleep 15 minutes into that one tonight. We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, I, th- I think that's it. Anything else? Anything else we should mention? Anything we should call out? That's it. I'm good. Th- that's it for the dang old mini. So once again... Uh, Brandon, thank you as always. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Always a lot of fun. Talk films and, and, and and caterpuppies and all that mess with Mm you. Always love that.
3: Thanks for having me. Uh,
1: Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Um, I guess (laughs) with that being said, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian.
3: Uh, I'm Steve.
1: All right. Well, 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 bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm trying to think of what noise a cat or puppy makes I couldn't think it of barks it <laughs> barks oh yeah <laughs> it just barks yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it just you know barks like you know a the, dog you know what the dumb thing is my immediate thought was I was going to go meow <laughs> it's like that's the one thing it doesn't do come on it's a dog <laughs> Dan said it sounds like Eric Roberts it's like oh yeah scratch
2: my belly <laughs> it is, a dog. It <laughs> now, is now, a dog now in
1: my mind it's Eric Roberts voice and he's like oh yeah oh yeah scratch my <laughs> belly <laughs> Halloween puppy.